0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member fdsc
1: the award-winning seven seat kia sorrento kia official partner of the fifa women's world cup 2023 australian-owned and supporting communities the arts and you join lumo energy today for a brighter essay
2: this is sports day yeah, good evening, Malcolm Blight and David Wilde, all thanks to Tire Power Winter Safety Sale on Now 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tire Power, get your free five-minute safety check. Uh, tonight we've got Jared Witts, Gold Coast captain. They're in a bit of hurt at the moment with their coats and uh, losing a couple of games. Brett Phillips talking all things Wimbledon. Ash Brown, the latest from the AFL record. If you want to give us a ring too, the number, write it down. one 736 1-300-736-736. Love to take your calls at any time. As so I
3: welcome the great man, man's got a statue, Malcolm Jack Blight. Bloody, how are you, David lachlan Will we? Yes. Uh, well, look, thanks for bringing that up again. It's always nice when you do that. But it's it's also nice to be cold, isn't it? Is it?
2: Oh, well, it's freezing. I walked in tonight, <laughs> yeah. and the wind picked up. It was like a gale out there, and they reckon the next three or four days very very heavy rain. Saturday night, the the Gold Coast Port Adelaide game could be. I reckon eight, eight or nine goals might win it. But uh, Stuart Jew, we'll talk cricket shortly. Stuart Jew's been under the pump. Um, and I don't know, he, he cops it in the neck. And, and mainly, I think, the fact that Damien Hardwick mentioned two weeks ago that he's bored and he wants to coach. Everyone puts one and one together. Yep. And they do make two. But the best thing, I think you mentioned, the best thing Stuart can do is get a response this week. If they can knock off Port Adelaide, all the the noise goes away. Sure, it does.
3: Yeah, one of the – when you take the job on, you should be old and wise enough to realise losses create headlines and headlines create losing jobs. Over the years, it's never been any different. you just got to tough it out. Sometimes – I mean, the interesting thing to me was that he had a, actually had a crack at Caroline Wilson. First
2: time ever I've heard him have a crack at anybody. Yeah, yeah I
3: know. You can't – I mean, it's almost – what he's done, he's, he's come out today, though – and we've got some we've got a audio of him saying, I think along these lines, look, let's forget about that. I'm going to coach them this week.
4: I had my say, but uh, journalists have to have their say as well. So I feel like they can do their job and I can do mine. And sometimes I'll speak, sometimes I won't. I don't think it was, um, I saw a word unloaded. I don't think I unloaded, just answered some questions. So, yeah, again, it's got to be about this weekend for all of us. And I think everyone in this room knows. I've I've never made it about myself, and I don't intend to going forward. So my job's about preparing the players, the staff, for a good performance this week and beyond. So when you answer some questions, clearly it's going to be blown up. That's fine. I get the industry. I'm not um, foreign to that. I've been in it since I was seventeen.
3: Yeah, I, I wonder if that was a, an edict from from, from above board, from above, and or he did. It doesn't matter. He's done it. So the, the fact of the matter is. What he's got to do is focus on what he's got to do. And, that, and that's what I, you know, and, that, and you learn that over the journey.
2: What did he say, though? Um, oh, Caroline Wilson, she throws enough darts. He said Clarkson was taking my job. So-and-so was taking my job. Now it's um, Hardwick taking my job. I, it must get to you, though, when, you know, I, I've never been a coach. You have been. You said at times it's incredible. It's on your mind 24-7. So I can imagine when someone, you know, from Melbourne, he wakes up and he knows he's at a bad loss against the top side, mind you, Collingwood. And his job's on the line again. And we could all say that. I mean, don't be Einstein to think but there could be a bit of doubt there.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really is interesting. When you sit back, now that I'm in the media, obviously, sort of and having been in the chair, when you come out and you think, where did they dream this up from? You mean someone's – this lady, journalist, has rang up someone from the club and said, You're going, are you going to sack Stuart Jew? And they said, yes, we are. That is a lot mm. of crap. No one ever says that at all.
2: No, and she's um, said a few things like that in the past too. I want to play another grab too. This is Stewie Dew again. If he sought any assurance from the Gold Coast board.
4: Did you have to seek assurances from Mark or the club after the stories came out? No, look, we're, we're always talking, so I don't seek it. We're always having those conversations. Again, it's um, we need to role model that stability um, and we're always having those conversations. And then... I'm really clear where I sit, um, and I think I've said that before, and and I'll say it again. Uh, but I but also understand you know, that the industry um, looks at performance. We're in a performance industry, so um, I'm certainly not looking for... I wasn't looking for sympathy, um, and I won't. And I'll get on with my job, because I love it, and, and that's what we're looking forward to.
3: Yeah, well said. Let's get on with it now. Just going back to the cricket, uh, Nathan line out as we know. Todd Murphy in looks a certainty, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and a pretty good replacement. Uh, he might find it a little bit harder than the Indian wicket. He came and mm. bowled in a few minefields, but I'm still. I just think Australia are better. You know, if you if you look at the Australian side, you might say, oh, maybe Warner was out of a bit of form. He's found a little bit. Uh, maybe Murphy might not be aligned, but there's not many holes there. No, you look at English side. And there's a lot of iffy players. They might be good. They might not be. But uh, we can go to uh, Malcolm wants to talk on cricket. And uh, the third test does start tomorrow night. We'll be on SEN. Hi, Malcolm. Hi,
5: guys. Look, the couple of things about the cricket. The absolute irony that the only criticism of Alex Carey ever by anyone is that he's too nice for his own good. So (laughs) the irony of that is quite incredible. And I just... I don't get the carry on about it. For mine, it's just an unbelievable stupidity by Bairstow and great game awareness by Carey. That's just it in a nutshell.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't particularly like it, but you're right. He's a wicketkeeper. He should know he's got to stand in his ground. And Carey and had thrown the ball pretty well straight away as soon as he got it. So it just happened that when he hit the stumps, he'd taken his one step out the crease. I mean, it worked perfectly for Australia, but um, I can't believe the hoo-ha either, though, Malcolm, from from both sides. is like Australia at war with England now.
5: I think, yeah, it's bizarre. And the other point too, guys, Stark's catch. Now, yeah, you you can argue that, I think common sense-wise, that should be out. But the laws of the game, we know it's not out. You can still see by Stark and the Australian players' reaction that they didn't understand the rule. Yet again, players not knowing the rules of sport inside out. My pet hate.
3: Yeah, well, it's funny you say that, Malcolm. As I was taught that, as long, don't let the ball touch the ground at all. Then there's no decision yep. to be made other than out. So that, and if that, yep. that's always been the rule, I, I, I'm surprised that they didn't know it. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, Do you think, oh, man, incredible.
2: for Malcolm, man for man though, Australia. If you you stack them up, they are. Uh, they're just better than England. And I, I think if they play anywhere near the best, they'll win again.
5: Oh, yeah, I agree with that. It was like, If you pick the two sides, there's probably only two or three from England which would make the overall sides from both sides. But the difference so far, they've both been very close games. And actually, the really, the difference has been Alex's keeping versus backstop Bairstow.
2: <laughs> actually, that, that's a great point you make. But I, I reckon only well, – or certainly Joe Root makes the side – um, who else? Who else England that would be a walk-up start no. in the Australian Go side? Root's the only absolute yeah, yeah. certainty. Yeah.
5: You can argue maybe Broad so far yes. on bowling during the series, but if you, the only absolute certainty and and Stokes. Oh,
3: Stokes, oh, yeah, Stokes, yeah. If Stokes well, would take great. I yeah, I'd yeah. have Stokes yet agree. Yeah, well, so that's three, yeah. three, and the green exactly.
5: Yeah. So they're the two. Yeah. So, but you're saying two, two, maybe three out yeah. of eleven. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's and let's also remember, we won this last test without line. Yes. So you yeah. lost your best bowler in the yeah. fourth inning. So incre- that's actually, you know, turn turns things... Up. And England had the better of the batting conditions in terms of the weather, where it was fine and cloudy.
2: First first test, England did everything wrong. They possibly could have, should have put... Uh, the clear, oh. they could have made extra runs and they didn't, so serves yeah, them it right. Good. Thanks, Malcolm. Good, good, day, good stuff, as always. Yeah, yeah, I, I am confident, and that's a very good way to look at it, how many um, English... Cricketers Joe Root's a walk-up. Uh, you could say, okay, David Warner, yep. you could go. We'll put Root in and, and move someone up to open yep. the batting. And I think Ben Stokes was seen. He's made like seven or eight centuries. He yeah, on his day, he's one of yeah. the best in the world.
3: Now, okay, that's tomorrow night. Now, I, I'm actually looking at the ladder today in the AFL scene. I've got a feeling Bailey Fritch is out now. Yeah, he's broken got foot, foot, broken bone. Seven or eight weeks, I reckon. He was our only hope in the forward line, Melbourne. So my prediction of Melbourne making the grand final, along with Brisbane, they're gone. I think it's gone. And I don't think they're playing that well. They can't settle down. Ben Brown just back in the team, their forward line. So I'm I, my pick of Melbourne playing in the grand final, I thought there were certainties, the way they finished off, the way the hunger would have been there from having an average year after the Premiership year. I, I think I am saying that this is going to be a, a minor miracle from Simon Goodwin and the coaching group and the players to get Melbourne to a grand final. No, no, certainly top four, are they? I, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They've got no forward line. Now, the other thing, this Thursday night, I'm going to talk about the Richmond-Sydney game. They've both won six and a half games. Whoever loses... That's it. Gone. Curtains. Curtains. I, I, I I've looked had a look. At, I looked at their record recently. Sydney
2: have been all over Richmond, both in Melbourne and... Now, Franklin comes back in. I'm not sure
3: Buddy improves them, Malcolm, as much as I love Buddy. The only thing you can think of if he comes up really fresh, gets up on his toes early, as I call it. You know, your you, you, you adrenaline pumps, 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 and he does something in the first quarter, quarter and a half, kicks a couple of goals, kicks sets a couple up, and gets them rolling. I mean, you, he's missed so much football, hasn't he, to actually be a four-quarter player, I'd suggest.
2: Yeah, I, I just feel Richmond got smashed last week who, who built in brisbane mm. sydney took it up to brisbane up there to the last quarter and that was recently as well if sydney play their best i think they can beat the tigers
3: yeah and the other team is carlton also on six and a half wins oh. if if they, they got medal. if they lose they're gone where's that game so, uh it must be i put Carlton first so God, it must I see be you. there so yeah, I mean, that's a 50 Adelaide That's It's it well for Adelaide, that's what I, doesn't it? That, Adelaide on. get a win. That's what I'm getting to. So, Adelaide can afford a hiccup. Could be... Is, is it away? Sam just said it's away. Yeah, that's in oh, okay. at Marble. No. Uh, play is it And It's in Perth, Sammy. Yeah, oh. no, we're talking Adelaide. Adelaide. Oh,
2: yeah. Adelaide playing away. But yeah. you're right. I, I thought it may be 13 wins. It might drop back to 12 now with yeah. a reasonable percentage. Percentage, yeah.
3: I, I agree with that. So... Th- I reckon the I know there's eight rounds to go, but seven to go. They're going to have to win six out of seven. That those yeah. teams, aren't they're, they? they're not good enough to they're, do that. No, that I don't think so either. So, I think what it's setting up for now. I know there's some people talk. I was talking today, and they're a bit anxious about the Adelaide Crows. We know Port Adelaide are going to be their bells on, uh, but the, I think it might just fall for the Adelaide. That the teams below are not going to be pushing up on them. Who, who's
2: are Geelong out of the eight at the moment? No, they're four. They're still in there, are they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because they. I think they will stay in the eight. They're, um so Oh, sorry, they're ninth. They're ninth. Yeah. I think they're one team that will come up, and okay. make that. What about uh, who's who's tenth? Tenth
3: is the Giants. Seven wins.
2: Yeah. See, after that, I think it falls away. They win. They oh, win well, a few.
3: Well, There's four teams: Geelong, Giants, Fremantle, and Gold Coast. All on seven wins. But that, that half a win makes something different to the teams below them. Don't you long
2: play five of the next seven at home too? They do.
3: They do indeed.
2: And pop them in for wins, I think, are yeah. most of them.
3: So who's going to drop out then? Um well Hit the bottom four at the moment are Saint Kilda, Bulldogs, Adelaide and Essendon.
2: Well, I think all the all of them are vulnerable. Um I think Essendon can win enough games. Saint Kilda just got over West Coast last week. They've sort of fallen in a little bit of a hole. Uh I think I think Saints
3: could drop out. I don't won. think they have a great percentage, would they? They've won nine, so they only need to win two. Two, two really. Oh, three. Oh, no, three. Two.
2: Probably
3: three. Yeah. I, mean, it's just, I just thought those teams on six and a half wins have put themselves in the most difficult position that is to make the eight. Well, you make a lot
2: of sense. That was a hot topic thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side by side brand. Polaris, end of financial year dealers have been extended. There you go, Bloody. It's gone Of course it well. has. 31st of July now will end. You can get up to $3,000 free accessories on Polaris Rangers. And also, a show thanks to Lumo. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. Coming up, Jared Witts, a Wimbledon Update, and all the latest from the AFL record.
1: The award winning seven seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian owned and supporting communities, the arts, and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. sport and the media with afl Records senior writer ash brown all thanks to signet the official partner of the afl record
2: yeah you know you made it when you get a stinger like that you can power every moment with the signet <laughs> power bank keep your devices powered this season visit signet.com ash brown welcome and uh, we can talk about the early all australian team quite a few people i imagine putting their hand up for that uh good evening gentlemen
6: good to be with you again yeah we've got the uh, the, my very learned colleagues, the SCN digital team, got together to pick their All-Australian team for, uh, as they think it will uh, line up come the end of the season. So uh, it was shown to a selector today. who said, not bad. So we think we're doing reasonably well so far.
2: Can yep. I ask how many Port Adelaide players are in there, in that uh, mock team, if you like?
6: I think there are two at this stage. Only two? Uh, Rosie, I don't actually have him in
2: front of me. Rosie's certainly in. Butters? Um, and Butters. And I, but,
6: and, uh, so Rosie and Butters are definitely in. So I,
3: I thought mean, Houston might have been a chance. You'll too. Have to,
6: but you'll have to buy the record to <laughs> do the full time. No, no, hang on. No, just a second.
3: Yeah. You're not getting off this light. Hang on, yeah. Nash. Just a second. Yeah. Now, what we're going to do, the, the, the digital team that you've just thrown under the bus, because you're not going to take any responsibility for this team. So I want to get a hold of the record right this weekend. I'm going to the footy. I'll pay my six bucks. On my card. Not cash, not cash. No, no, no cash here. And what I'll do is I'll be talking to you next week and we'll be saying yes or no to your your digital team.
6: <laughs> I stand corrected there's three port I played the team. So no. so I've just called up in front of me now. So is <laughs> that make you happier happier with that?
3: No, I, I
2: think th- I think at least three of that is who, who was the third one? It'd be Houston, I'd imagine. Yeah. Unless a lead makes it, but uh, what about the crows? Um, oh, well, we're not going to find it. You have to buy the record to find I'm out. I'm not the asking. Third one. I'm not asking the entire oh, okay. team, but I thought maybe. Okay. Taylor Walker, currently leading the Coleman, never been all Australian. Yeah. Ash, never been all Australian.
6: Well, let's hope he's this year probably deserves a career all Australian. so maybe this will be
2: year he gets it.
3: <laughs> Give it nothing away, Barty. No, I'm but...
2: paying me six bucks too.
3: <laughs> now, one of the one of the really really great people I met in footy, the great late. Jim Steins, Brownlow Middleist, Irish player, did a lot of good things outside of the game as well. But there's an Irishman down Geelong way who's uh, going to break that record that Jim have as the longest-serving Irish player. Yeah, game 265
6: for uh, Zach Tooley, uh formerly of Carlton. And then uh, since 2016 or 2017, has been a, a really key part of that Geelong back line. A premiership play next year, it's... Uh, it's an auspicious record to break, I think. It's one of those ones where um, you know, Jim Stein's such a revered figure in the game. I don't think he's entirely comfortable with uh, you know taking one accolade away from uh, Jim Stein. But uh, it's worth celebrating what a, what a great career he has. I mean, all these Irish players to come and play one game to make the move from Ireland and come play from one game to play a foot. AFL footy is a pretty major feat. To play 265 games is, is outstanding. And, uh, we salute
2: Zach Tuohy in the record this week. Yeah, most of the Irish have been uh, very durable. I think Steins was 244 Damn. straight as Tui hasn't had a, a lot of injuries. Ty Canelli played a lot of footy for the, the Swans. So yeah, they seem to have that body shape and that and durability. Yeah, they, well,
6: they're quite up playing a form of footy, haven't they? And They've often uh, reasonably ready physically when they come here. It's just a matter of learning the game and the nuances of of the Australian game as opposed to the Irish game, but uh, the, the six or seven have made really strong careers, but have all been outstanding, deserving players.
3: Now, David's favourite player for the last ten or twelve years has been a bloke called Lance Buddy Franklin. Now, he's going to the MCG. There's a lot of talk. Maybe, maybe this could be his very last game on the MCG.
6: Yeah, I'll have a look at that this year. I've highlighted sort of the great moments of Lance background on the MCG. I think it's we can say with reasonable confidence that night's game will be his last game at the MCG. And probably second last game in Victoria, really. The rest of their games are either Sydney or elsewhere. And so it's worth celebrating. You know, he's played... Uh, this will be his 114th game at the MCG, so he's played more games there than any other ground. You know, the, the Hawthorne years tend to blur... Uh, tend to in the background a bit, but he's had some fantastic moments as a Hawthorn player. Mainly as a Hawthorn player on the MCG. That's what his great moments were. So I thought it was worth... Reviewing some of those in the record this week. The, the goals of the year and freakish goals, his first goal, grand finals. Um, there's been a, a, a host of wonderful memories from him at the MCG.
2: He's got a highlight, real like Malcolm Blight.
6: Well, it's not quite Blighty level, but it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's <laughs> on YouTube and, uh, gee, gee, if you you're watch a good. to YouTube and watch Buddy, you get <laughs> great <laughs> entertainment.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you've, you've always been a good judge.
2: Thanks, Ash. I'll <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> Ash Thanks Brown, she as well. had to get those uh, early pictures with the All-Australian team. was like uh, pulling teeth, wasn't it? Yeah. The award-winning seven-seater Kia Sorrento Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Still to come, Jared Witts and all things Wimbledon. Back with more shortly.
1: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts, and you. Join LUMO Energy today for a brighter SA.
2: Sports Day SA. Malcolm Blight and David Wildie, talking to Brett Phillips. Now we're talking all things Wimbledon. It's now streaming on Stan Sport. Watch every match ad-free, centre court in 4K, and Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches (AATC) tennis. Brett, welcome and washout last night.
0: Yeah, it was uh, yeah, It's a bit of the old uh, Wimbledon uh, precipitation coming down for the, the entire day. Once upon a time, they didn't have uh, uh, a roof or two, so thank goodness they've got it now, which all the slams have, so you can have some uh, continuous play, but yeah, for the Australians that obviously halted uh, their day on the outside courts, it was sort of covers on, covers off, and Players waiting around, and then matches were getting cancelled by the hour. But uh, it looks okay for today. Um, I think there's a little bit of maybe a very small chance of rain, but we should be able to get through the backlog, hopefully.
3: Yeah, now, Brett, last night I said to you, it, 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 what's the weather like? You said, no, it looks okay. And you said, <laughs> we've got two courts now. We can keep on going. So I flick on last night, and I listened to your dulcet tones on Channel 9, and there I have to watch just the centre court without Andy Murray playing, and everything else is shut down. Do, do, <laughs> I, I, do you know that I predicted this? <laughs>
0: oh, bloody. bloody. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'll it, it, uh, tell you, I, got a, I did a cross a little earlier with a, uh, another uh, station on the SEN network. He said, why don't we put a roof on every single court uh, at uh, Wimbledon? I said, well, it's funny, you know, all the years at Wimbledon didn't have a roof. We got the rain. When they brought it in, uh, I think we had about you know four or five great summers in London where it wasn't even required to be opened or shut at all. So, yeah, uh, I mean, look, we got some great action on centre court. We got some great action on the number one court last night, a few of the big names are uh, playing. And uh, we got to see Roger Federer come out and get an ovation for about four or five minutes, um, mm. the eight-time uh, champion. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I think all the... All the, the names we expected to win last night got through, you know, Lena Rybakina, defending champion, Arena Sebalenka, uh, she was in no mood to be out there too long. Carlos Alcaraz, mm. first two sets were um, absolutely sublime. On Jabur, who made the final last year, was superb and yeah, Andy Murray. I mean I, I love any veteran run, all for these guys to keep going and defying the odds 36 couple of metal hips he moved like a gazelle last night Andy he was beautiful
3: yeah well that's what I was going to talk to you about because I was watching and listening to you I, I thought your intros were very good too I, 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 yeah you got a great voice for TV now what I'm going to say to you one of the images that came up under when Andy was playing was that I, I just I was taken back by it a bit he's he's won 46 tournaments 46 tournaments in his professional career he's number 15 in number of wins in tournaments. Now, I I would have thought he would have been higher for 46, but so there's 14, I I won't say better than him, but it's a massive number, isn't it? I agree with you. He's been a good player. He's been a really good player. And I think, I remember talking to you last year or a couple of years ago, and you said, if he wasn't in this triumphant era with the three of them, mate, he would have won another 100 type thing. (laughs) Yeah, oh,
0: absolutely. It's he in, a, he in a queue of others who uh, yeah, probably would have had better resumes if uh, uh, the big three hadn't have dominated the last uh, two decades. I mean, I think he's a six-time runner-up at the Australian Open, Andy Murray. So <laughs> you, you pitch yeah. half of those and, you know, he maybe wins uh, uh, a French, which has been very hard uh, through the Nadal era. And I mean, he, for his career, he's deserved to certainly be up in double figures. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because you look back and... You know, Agassiz won eight and Labor won, I think, 11. Sampras wins 14. At the time, you're thinking those numbers are pretty astronomical. And then the big three have mm. sort of blown those numbers um, oh. you know, right out the window. So, yeah, but Andy's been a wonderful competitor. I think he was going to retire three or four years ago, and he's just willed himself. He went around the globe getting all the best surgical advice for those hips so he could get out there and depart the sport on his own terms. And yeah, the Brits, uh, they make some noise for him. And when he won that first Wimbledon and mm. he won an Olympic gold in 2012, they're probably the two biggest roars I've heard in tennis. One
2: of yeah. his mum's still in the box. He used to always watch his mum supporting Andy. Hey, Yannick Sinner, the Italian, is he good enough one day, you think, Brett, to win a major?
0: Oh, no doubt, yeah. I think, you know, if you look at those guys in the top ten, uh, you know, Holger Runa, Yannick Sinner, you know, they're, they're following, they're not far behind um, Carlos Alcaraz, although Alcaraz has got certainly some separation. He's won one and he's at the pointy end of the game. So, you know, those two have still got some work to do. In fact, Holger's never won a match at Wimbledon, so he'll be in action later on uh, tonight. And, yeah, I think Sinner, as long as he's got good people like Darren Cale in his corner, he's only going to get better and better. And, you know, he's a, he's a bigger boy too, so his body shape sort of evolved and he's... He's, um, you know, trying to work on his forward game. He's not the most comfortable volleyer. I think once yeah. he nails that part, he's going to be hard to stop.
2: Great stuff. Brett Phillips is always doing a great job with all the tennis. Was just recently been Roland Garros, now Wimbledon. And uh, he'd be a brave man back against Djokovic again, I reckon. He just loves that court.
3: Yeah, I, I must say, I did enjoy Andy Murray last night. He, he turned back the clock. Yeah, he's been good, hasn't he? Yeah, right, very been good
2: was awesome. the other boys had a few more majors? So uh, Wimbledon is now streaming on Stan Sport. You can watch every match ad-free, centre court, and 4K. And just hopefully the weather does hold out tonight. Really looking forward to some more tennis and less rain. It's six thirty-five. Well, time now to speak with Gold Coast Jared Witz. Thanks to mate, uh, try mate for one dollar and get double data on selected mobile plans. Jared, thanks for joining us on Sports SA. How are you going?
7: Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Just got off the training track, so it's
2: me. And are you, were you confident getting off? There was some talk that like you might not be playing this week uh, for small indiscretion. You're confident you beat it, and, and you have?
7: Yeah, yeah, happy to see that come through, <laughs> um, and then yeah, now move on with it. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: Blighty and I were just saying, we're discussing um, one of the tallest players in the comp, and Mason Cox is probably the only guy taller. It'd be nice to see someone eye to eye. Wouldn't be too many be looking eye to eye, would there? Yeah,
7: he's, he's, a, he's a big man. I mean, we had a we had a year or two together at Collingwood um, before Course. I came up here, so I know Mason pretty well, and yeah, he's
3: a, he's a big man, that's for sure. Sharon, I'm I'm really pleased we got a chance to talk to you in the Gold Coast. Obviously, I, I was on the board there for, for a number of years, and also helped out the footy department. But I, you, the move from you to go to there, I. I you have been a fantastic player. I watch every game still. I watch, still know a lot of the boys there. But your contribution to the Gold Coast Suns has been enormous. I mean, a best and fairest winner, captain. Mm. You've done everything up there, and I reckon, I reckon you're still not out of it this year, regardless of what the public are saying.
7: Mm. Oh, thanks, thanks very much for that. Yeah, I think on a personal note, it was it was actually Rocket who I knew quite well from Collingwood who got me up. Um, Here and and gave me that opportunity, so I'm I'm grateful for that. And yeah, I think we are building something in there. There's still a lot to play out. Clearly, Um, still got a lot to play for. So we're just looking ahead.
2: You signed a five-year deal. Is is that coming to an end, or have you re-signed a little bit further down the track?
7: No, that's um, that's coming to an end next year, as as it stands. Yeah. So um, yeah, signed that back. I think ended 18, started or end of nine. I can't remember now. It was that long ago, but it comes around quick, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but now I've got one more year left on that deal.
2: Now, tell us about your team. I mean, you've had some really, really good wins and some poor losses. Every time we think you're on track and a chance for the finals, you slip back when you come good again. Um, must be a little bit frustrating, but you are gathering a, a really nice list now, aren't you, with the Gold Coast?
7: Yeah, definitely. I think it has been um, disappointing at times, just with that consistency that we're searching for, because our best footy has stacked up against some quality teams um, that were going really well at, at different times in the year so it is disappointing but we definitely think we're making strides and um, starting to get an even a bit more of an even contribution from um, each, each player that, that runs out so we, we definitely see improvements that's for sure
3: As I said Jared, I watch most of the game pretty closely I, I was interested last week with what Stewie G said about the effort now, I actually read your article today and you, you thought that the turnovers and reaction time, which I tend to agree with you a bit actually. Soon as you miss the kick, that switch to defence mode or attacking mode, even if whichever way it goes, just seems to take that extra step, and that comes with time playing together and just playing more footy.
7: Yeah, that's true. I think at different times we we let ourselves down on the weekend with um, the way we defended. I mean, full credit to Collingwood; they were they were slick and. And they got us um, numerous of times on, on the turnover. But I, I don't think anyone ever uh, runs out not to give effort. Mm. I don't think that's the way that we're going about it at all. It's just they made us look um, poor at times. And, and as a result, it can look like you're a bit like lost. But I don't think that's the case at all. Um, definitely go there to, to give it a good crack. And, and to C- Collingwood's credit, they were really good on
3: the night. I just want to go back a bit. Just talking about Jared Witts now. The game's coming up, but Sydney. How does a guy go from St. Ives, little club in Sydney Uni, and end up being the, a, really a premier ruckman who had the most hit-outs and touches and all that last year? I mean, it's a great it's a great little trip that you've been on.
7: Yeah, and, and to be honest, probably not one that I would have expected to be on 15 years ago when I started playing AFL. Um, I think at the time, Collingwood invested a lot into New South Wales and, and how things were done there and it kind of just stemmed from there. But at the time, I didn't think anything of it. And then, I mean, as you get a little bit more of a taste of everything and you start to learn and, and get better and better, you just, you just want to keep improving. So that was, that's pretty much my journey. But if you asked me 15 years ago, if I'd play AFL, it probably would have been a far stretch. So um, things evolve and you just get a taste for it and want more.
2: What was your time like at Collingwood? Um, You said Mason Cox had a couple of years in. Of course, Brodie Grundy would have been uh, one of the the Premier Ruckmen as well. So uh, how did it come about leaving there? Because you certainly played some good footy there as well.
7: Yes, I spent five years there um, under Bucks. and Obviously, Brodie came in the year after I got there and we kind of went at it for four four years. um, And I think that really... Um it would definitely help set me up for my career. Um, just every training session where you're going against each other and then Mason came in and it was a similar thing. So um, in the end to Brody's credit he had a really good year in that final year. I think it was two thousand and sixteen and and then it was writing was on the wall a little bit for me, but um, I'm very grateful for my time at Collingwood and I learned a lot there.
2: Love the big blokes. Tim English is he's another ruckman that's taken it to another level. Um, who who's been would you say your consistently toughest opponent? Of course, Max Gorn's around too, being a wonderful run. Have anyone where well, you've had some just wonderful battles?
7: Oh, I hate I hate naming them because you always forget. <laughs> um, you always get one, and then they'll use it against you down the track. Uh, no, there's there's definitely a bunch of guys who are going really well. I think Max clearly has been the standout and always a tough opponent. Um, obvious reasons. He, he obviously marks it well and, he's, and his tat works um, good as well. So, I think yeah, I don't want to get into naming them all because I'll miss one and then will <laughs> come back to bite me down the
3: track. Ah, Jared, one of my favourite players, one of the favourite players from the initial squad number one draft pick, David Pollock. David Swallow just played his 200th game. Yeah. I, I think everyone sees he's the heartbeat of the club. He just tries his guts out every single solitary time. It must be a great thrill for you to be captain of the club with him. And you know he is going to be a legend of the club, which is which is just going to be so great to see in the future.
7: Oh no doubt. I think um, guys like Dave are the reasons why you want to work so hard and get as much out of out of your career and time here because you want to see the club do well. While he's still got the opportunity to play, and he's a great great fellow. We were actually just—I was just saying—I was about to come on with you, and um, Dave's like, "Make sure you say hello for me." So um, <laughs> he sends his best as well. Um, yeah, like like you would obviously know, he, he's a great he's a great fella, and he's given a lot to this football club. And it's, it's guys like that you want to see get success here. Yeah. We know
2: Dewey sure. Jew quite well, obviously being a South Australian boy too. And when you lose, the coach gets under pressure. You're going to come to Adelaide. It's going to be very cold and wet. I think the next three days. And um, Port Adelaide going for win number thirteen. So what what do you talk about when you meet a team like Port? You nearly beat them. Was it last year? The year mm. before It came down to a couple of yeah. points, but what's the game plan there because they're in you know they're winning not always by big margins but they won what 12 on the trot
7: yeah they're they're going they're going extremely well Um, obviously play a really hard brand of footy and, and it's going to be a really good contest for us I think um, especially over there, it's a tough place to go. But we invite that opportunity. I mean, you're going to get some great. We're going to get some great feedback again on where we're at um, coming up against another top side. So we look forward to the to the opportunity, um, really, to, to just test our best and try and respond from what was a missed opportunity last week.
3: Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> typical I've looked at your draw ahead. I mean, you got Port Adelaide, then you got St Kilda at, at home. GWS in Canberra and then lines at home. I mean, it's not the easiest draw, but if you can go two and four out of that, two out of the four, sits you on nine and then just sets up that last four weeks, sir. So, Jared, you're not out of it, are you? You just need a couple of really good performances over the next month.
7: Yeah, definitely. I think try not to look too far ahead. I know that's that's an easy thing to say. And I think at the end, like, at the moment with where the competition's at every week solid... Um, there's not too many easy weeks so um in that sense you've got to keep your eyes just try to keep our eyes low and focus on port this week um have a have a real good hit out and crack there against port and and move forward from there but um yeah I think if you get caught forecasting too far ahead you can you can get caught up in it also we'll just keep try to keep our eyes low in that sense
3: yeah now the the, the club uh, obviously uh, someone's talked about Stewie G will he be there won't be I mean every Every coach, <laughs> you just buy it. When you start coaching, you know that's going to happen. And Mark Evans has come out today, Stewie's come out today. They've just sort of battered it away again. And, and, and you know what? Rightly so. What we've got to do is talk about what we're going to do this week against Port Adelaide and, and forget the noise from other people. They, they can have their opinion, that's their entitlement. But you guys just need to it down there at home, don't you?
7: Yeah, we 100% support Drew. We're 100%. Um, behind him as our coach and we're on a journey together. So we will, as I said, we'll just look forward to this weekend again to Port It's another quality opposition and and, and obviously give it our best and have a real go at, go at them and, and get some great feedback from that. So we're, um, we're excited for that opportunity.
2: And you must have seen, uh, Jared, a change of environment. Really, people want to stay now with the Suns. You lost so many players over the years, but we see Matty Rao, uh, Jack Lacocious, Noah Anderson, all the all the big guns all re-signing. And it seems like a, a really happy place. So, And that environment perhaps wasn't so, you know, seven, eight years ago.
7: Yeah, they're, they're, those guys you just mentioned along with a few others, they're really bought into what we're trying to create here. And they're great fellows, and they're, they're going to be great um, players moving forward for a long time for this footy club. So, yeah. Um, in terms of culture and things like that, we're in, we're in great hands with those guys because drive standards, they're unconditional and they love the club.
2: Blighty said he likes uh, David Swallow and he likes you as one of his favourites. I watched Noah Anderson. That lad's work rate, his, his running ability is unbelievable. He's at half back, he's at half forward, he's back in the centre. Um, he's had a remarkably consistent season.
7: Yeah, he's an extremely consistent player for someone still quite young and still learning the game. And I think, that's half of what you get with Noah. His his communication, his leadership, is another side of the game that um, is really important to the team. And um, I know I can go to him at different times in the game, and and, and he's so aware of what's happening. And he's um a bit beyond his years in that sense. Noah he sees the game really well and can articulate himself well. So um, apart from just playing really well, he also sees it and communicate and, and make guys around him a lot better as well. So Jeez, we got- love Noah and. Yeah, you've had yeah, a good home ball record
3: ball. this year. Made at Darwin. You've beaten the Bulldogs and Adelaide. Plame I mean, they've played them all up there. No, you, you're still warm. Yeah, hey, yeah. One, one of the youngsters. I mean, I know he's got a rising star on that Bailey Humphrey. He go, How good's he going to be? He's a beauty.
7: Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, you don't want to put too much pressure on on Bailey. But when you see him do some things in the games, it's hard not to get excited. He's um he's obviously fiercely competitive in the contest and he's getting on the end of a few as well. So, I mean, he's still early, still, still figuring it out, and you don't know, put too many too much pressure on, on the young guys. Just want to be able to support him and, and let him do his thing.
3: Well, okay. What, what do you think, um, Port Adelaide? Now, obviously, we know him pretty well here, watching him pretty closely each week. They are on fire. Their midfields, you know, Rosie and Butters and Drew, everyone's starting to talk about them. It, does, does Dewey ever sit on anyone? Does Will he have a focus on one of them or maybe two of them?
7: Well, we haven't gone too much detail on that yet. I, I think we'll just obviously respect they're going very well so I we need a, a clear indication of that and then focus on ourselves and, and what we can bring to try and nullify, like you said, their, their quality players and the way they go about it. So, um, In particular, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be the plan. We'll just to get a good read on how they play and, and and just back ourselves in.
2: Took Miller a chance. I mean, he's he's one of your stars. Been out for quite a while. We're hearing he's touch and go. Is he is he doing all the work?
7: He actually just limped off the training track. Oh there. no! No, nah, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. He's um he's yeah he should be good to go. He got through training tonight, so um, yeah, it's going to be great to have him back. He's obviously provides a lot for us and. Yeah, we can't wait to have him back in.
2: And just closing, so Jack, I oh, sorry, going. I don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't. Teams I've announced yet,
7: but he he trained well tonight. Ah, so
2: no, you're I giving us a scoop, I reckon. Yeah, yeah.
7: I, don't, I don't, I don't, want him, um, so the coach's role too much there, but
2: um, I hope he does yeah, play he well tonight. And just closing yourself, um, as Blighty said, you've had a wonderful career. You you want to just keep going as long as you can? I mean, as long as the body holds up, you like to play a few more years yet.
7: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Body's feeling good and and a, and a great headspace and just obviously one success. So I'm definitely um, keen to play on for as long as I can, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. 157 games now, Jared. You know you're in the top seven and a half, eight percent 8% in the competition's history in all that 120 years. So rack them up, mate. Rack them up. Hope you're rack doing Keep up. the good form going.
7: Yeah, no worries. Thanks very much for... for your time.
2: And thank next you. time we ring, Jared just say, yeah, Blighty and Wills were <laughs> happy to come on. Well, great to speak with you, big fella. <laughs> yeah,
7: too easy. Thank you,
2: too. <laughs> Jared Witts there, uh, captain of the Gold Coast. And a massive game this week. Uh, if you want to support your coach, there's only one way you can do it, Malcolm. I and mean, if they can knock off Port, as I said, Port won a lot of close games and they've been in, uh, they won every close game,
3: not just a lot of them. they won all the close games. So, uh,
2: you know, Gold Coast on a wet night. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Eight goals
3: could win. Yeah, I mean, they had a horror against Collingwood, but there's a few teams that had a oh. horror against Collingwood. I mean, they're firing. So, I mean, they're working their way up slowly, and that's probably the issue. It's a bit slower than what some people think, but I think they've improved.
2: Got some good, like you mentioned, Humphrey. Oh, yeah. they got a good ruckman. Took yeah. Miller's oh, back right. in. Yeah. Noah Anderson, Matty Rao. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good list of Charlie Ballard. Yeah, and the king, the king boy. Of
3: course. Didn't mention and him. He's an a baby still, too. Yeah,
2: I guess there, Gerald Witz. Well, bloody almost at the end of the show, but I want to play a grab too from Joe Root. Everyone's had their say on the Johnny Bairstow run out. He's tried to do a few of these himself. I, I, I'm staggered at the. It's almost like the two countries at war. Some are saying now Australia need to become a republic, not monarchists over this, not the monarchy over a, a run out. It's he
3: was gone out. a bit far. He was out. Of course, he's out under the uh, the cricket rules. And you know what? If it was, if the boot was on the other foot. I'd say to that Australian batsman, bad luck, Charlie. Get in. Get get into the sheds.
2: It's been a remarkable reaction. Well, let's hear another reaction. This time it's from Joe Root. You've been labelled by some of the Aussie tabloids as sore losers. How do you um,
6: respond to that? I said everyone's entitled to their opinion. To be honest, I can't believe how, how much has been covered on it. My point of view, if you look at the footage, Johnny didn't gain any advantage by scratching your mark back at the end of an over and then walking to see a mate at the other end. I try and put myself in that situation, that position, and I'd like to think I'd have dealt with it very differently. Ben spoke very well on it at the end of the game. As a team, we want to play our cricket a certain way. Um, we want to leave a certain legacy, and clearly uh, it's been very different how we've gone about cricket, test cricket, in the last 18 months. We, we want to play our cricket a certain way, and we'll continue to do that. I think it's time for, for everyone to, to move on and let's concentrate on this game now.
2: I think Australia win again. I, I don't think they've got the bowling. That's the problem that they get... Um, to really make big inroads, I Anderson's hope... <coughs> pedestrian.
3: I mean, yeah, what he said there is right. Just why, we, we should have moved on after about three minutes of the decision was made. Well, he said what we've said.
2: Let's keep on going yeah. about it. Um, Nathan Lyon, 100 games in a row. It's just so ironic
3: and so sad that in
2: his 100th game he breaks down and out for the series. But a young man called Todd Murphy played in the did some good things to Here's Todd on the last couple of days preparing to become an Ashes player, um, yeah. Now, the, I suppose the prospect of playing some Ashes crickets was real, and depending on selection, but um, yeah, the last few days has probably just been getting my head around yeah the that's coming
3: up and just making sure that I'm really confident going out there and being able to play a role.
2: Got a bit of confidence, isn't he? A little bit of that. Yeah, yeah
3: you got to be. You got to be, don't you? I reckon you, the program that he's been through has been pretty good, hasn't it?
2: He's had a good start to his career. Yeah, Goes yeah, on a spinning wickets in yeah, India. Yeah. But uh, he's not Nathan Long, and, but it may be one day he will.
3: We said that about Shane Warne, One for 100 and nothing, 100 and plenty on his first bout. Yeah, he
2: did. One for 186 or yeah. something. Um, game starts tomorrow night. Wait, what camp are you in? Australia or Australia Yeah, f- no, I think, I, Australia I think again? the conference,
3: yeah. As you said, I, I think the, even the three quickie bowls, they all take wickets. Stark back in. He might be a bit more expensive, but he always seems to get yeah, an he early comes wicket. And yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Both. Both.
2: I just worry about, uh, as I said, the English bowling broad. They're getting old. He's got to back up after three days. I'm, I don't think they'll play Anderson. I think Mark Wood will come in yeah, and take I, his spot. But be quicker. All right, that's it for us, Bloody. As always, you have a great night. We'll do it all again tomorrow between 6 and 6.30 tomorrow. Yes, of
3: course. Footy's on. Bye for now. Bye.
1: Catch Sports Day SA live Monday to Thursday from 6pm on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA.